y'all. Welcome to Reading with Reach. I'm your host, Rachel Hill. This is episode four, Finding Dorothy. All right, let's get started. This book was written by Elizabeth Letts, and the Reach rating is five thumbs up. Woohoo! All right, this is a novel about the woman behind the curtain, Maud Baum, the wife of the writer of The Wizard of Oz, L. Frank Baum. So it goes back and forth in time. One storyline is Maud and Frank meeting in the mid-1800s, falling in love, and their life together. Spoiler alert, they get married. (laughs) Figured you guys would put that together, because you're smart. (laughs) The other storyline is when The Wizard of Oz was being made in 1939. Frank had already passed 20 years before, and Maud and Judy Garland were meeting in real life. This actually did happen. There's a picture in the book of Maud Baum and Judy Garland holding the Wizard of Oz. The, uh, the what is it called? The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, I think. Um, and they, so they really did meet in real life. Maud became an advocate for Judy Garland because Judy was being taken advantage of by her stage mom and the exe- the executives at the studio because they just wanted to use her to earn lots of money. She was a really talented person. So Maud was one of her advocates. Thank goodness. Go Maud. All right. What did I like about this book? Number one would be the history. Even though this is a novel, Elizabeth Letts did a ton of research. I am so impressed because I hate research. Ah. So I'm, I hate doing it, but I'm grateful for those who do it. I had no idea that Maud Baum's mother was a suffragette. Matilda Gage was her name, and she worked with people like Susan B. Anthony and was a big fighter for women's rights. Because of Matilda being a big fighter for women's rights, she pushed for her daughter to be educated and attend Cornell University. And that was not very common for women at the time. In fact, that's a part of the book where you can see the pushback from the male students there because they did not want women on campus. Maud met Frank when she was in college, and he was an actor at the time. Another little factoid, they almost cut the scene for Somewhere Over the Rainbow. That is an iconic part of the film. I'm so glad that they did not cut that. It was making the movie a little long, but... I'm so glad they didn't cut it, y'all, because it's just so beautiful. This scene actually really exemplified Frank's world created in his book, which I am ashamed to say I've never read the original Wizard of Oz, although it was my favorite movie as a kid. In fact, this will show my age. I remember my parents sitting me down because they surprised me by taping it on TV, not DVR, on a VHS tape. For those of you who don't know, you had to rewind those tapes once they were played. It's not like DVR. (laughs) So, anyways, I loved that book. I mean, I loved that movie. It was one of my favorites. So, but for those of you who've seen the movie, it's a much darker movie than Frank originally intended. He wanted it to be, the book to be a beautiful place for children to escape to. And here's a quote by L. Frank Baum. The story of the wonderful Wizard of Oz was written solely to please children of today. It aspires to being a modernized fairy tale in which the wonderment and joy are retained and the heartaches and nightmares are left out. Oh, I love that. So, book was a little different than the movie. (laughs) All right, another thing I loved about this book was the love story between Maude and Frank. They were best friends and had a real marriage with its ups and downs. They loved each other so much. Maud is very grounded in reality and trying to make ends meet because they were very poor for a long time. 
while Frank was a guy who always had his head in the clouds. And I don't know if this part is true, but according to the book, he was a traveling salesman at the time, and he had written The Wizard of Oz, the story of The Wizard of Oz, on a bunch of random sheets of paper when he was traveling, a traveling salesman. And he handed Maud this big pile of papers and said, I finished it! <laughs> so, um, and I can definitely relate to Frank and my husband is the mod in the relationship. He's the grounding one. So I think I exhaust him with my ideas sometimes. But I love you, babe. You're awesome. And I'm glad you're the breadwinner because our lives would be very different if the roles were reversed. <laughs> I also really liked seeing Maud's life as a mother and how dedicated she was to her family. So I was surprised to see that Maud's day-to-day -day life as a mom with small kids was very similar to my experience now as a mom with small kids. So despite being her storyline being over 100 years ago. So if you want strong female characters, imagination, and hope, this is the book for you. Now what I didn't like, and there were some things, even though I gave this a five thumbs up, um, even though that th this book has a lot of hope and joy, there are some rough, achy parts throughout the book, y'all. And some parts are just really heavy. One storyline that was hard for me to read was the one involving her sister, Julia, and her her whole story. Um, she, I won't give anything away, but it was just a hard, Julia had a hard life. Maude loved them both so much, and the daughter, Julia's daughter, uh, was dressed in blue gingham in the book. So after doing some research, it's very unclear who Dorothy was based off of, but the way that Elizabeth Letts is trying to guide you is, is more that Julia's daughter was kind of the the person that brought to L. Frank Baum's mind, you know, this image of Dorothy. So, um, but that there's just some there's some hard times. They had some hard times, and I'm grateful for the time and, and age that I live in today because I didn't have to deal with that stuff being a woman. Uh, there's some medical things that were just hard. It's just, so if this is, if you're having a rough time in your life and you don't want to cry, I would maybe say just wait to read this book. It's definitely worth it. It's definitely, I just felt very empowered. I felt very hopeful at the end and I was so grateful for these people's lives and what they did. But if you're not wanting an achy book, I would probably just wait a little bit on this one. I also felt like the 1939 section of this book wasn't all fleshed out, which is interesting because in reading the Goodreads comments, uh, a lot of people liked that storyline the best. And and maybe, and I did really like that storyline. I just did not feel like the meat of the story was in that part of the book, and I wish it had been fleshed out more. So, and then last, uh, some parts of the book were a little slow and felt like it was a little bit of work to get through. But overall, I thought the pacing was pretty good. All right, quotable quotes. Magic isn't things materializing out of nowhere. Magic is when a lot of people all believe in the same thing at the same time, and somehow we all escape ourselves a little bit, and we meet up somewhere, and just for a moment, we taste the sublime. I love that. That's why I love books, y'all. We can taste the sublime together. It's great. And then another quote, which as a mama of four girls, I like this quote a lot. The fight for all women has got to begin with the women closest to you. Remember that, ladies. All right, cleanliness score. Now, again, disclaimer, everyone has their own personal comfort level. These are mine. The language, I give it an A. 
I read this book several months ago, but the language did not stick out to me. So I think it's, it's not really full of profanity. So you're good. Sex, I give it a B as in boy. There's nothing graphic. The main characters do have sex, but it does not go into detail. And obviously, they have children. So if you don't know where babies come from, that's a topic for another episode. (laughs) Violence, I give it a C. Men giving unwanted advances, but nothing graphic. And there are no rape scenes. I hate reading books with rape scenes. That's a trigger for me. I avoid them altogether if possible. So no no rape scenes in this book. There is a brief, sad scene where it alludes to infanticide. I will not give you any spoilers on this podcast, but if you want more info about a page number or kind of what happens, um, you can message me at Sugar Plum Books and I'll let you know. Drugs and alcohol, I give it a B as in boy. Characters drink alcohol. Drugs are used for medical purposes. Thank you so much for joining with me today, y'all. Make sure to, to follow me at Sugar Plum Books and leave a comment below on... If you've read this book, maybe take a picture of yourself holding this in some cool different places, and I would love to see your happy faces with this book, and then I can give you a shout out in another episode. I'll pick up my favorite picture on there. So, and of course, as always, I'll end with this quote, never put off till tomorrow the book you can read today, Holbrook Jackson. Thanks, y'all. Now go stick your nose in a book. (laughs) 